it's very frightening sometimes. And so it's easy just to be like, oh, it's fake news. Uh, I don't have to reevaluate my whole paradigm because, oh, it's just fake news. It's the e it's a cop out. It's easy. Welcome to Political Roundtable. I'm your host, Ryan Christian. With me, as always, is Tim Bryant. And we've got some good stuff to talk about today. Everyone's been seeing this fake news whole story flooding mainstream media, and it's just taking over everything at this point. I mean, the first thing I'd like to say on that is I don't see how so many people are unable to see the obvious correlation between the media being exposed completely as fraudulent and, and lying, at least as it pertains to the election, and, as, and much more before that as well. They're exposed with that. Everyone is woken up to that. And then immediately they shift into this propagandized story of fake news to point the fingers at everybody else that in fact called the mainstream media out during the election. It's just so blatant to me. And it seems like people are just gleaning right over that. What do you think on that, Tim? Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it's so interesting that people know the mainstream media is lying Yet when they say give this fake news, you know, line and meme, they believe that these stories are fake news. So that doesn't that's actually that's contradictory. So, you know, they're lying, yet you're believing them with the fake news. That makes no sense. Um, obviously, this is their, you know, they're playing, they're, they're reacting to us taking over the media. Uh, they don't. So they don't they know they can't argue us based on facts, based on logic, uh, based on real data. So what do they do? They it's a smear campaign, uh, total smear campaign. And for people that aren't awake, you know, look the the truth is quite dark. As we'll get into later, there are many dark aspects to the truth uh, that have been buried for a long time. And so a lot of people who aren't awake, who have not ever been um, exposed to this kind of information, there it's very frightening sometimes. And so it's easy just to be like, oh, it's fake news. Uh, I don't have to reevaluate my whole paradigm because, oh, it's just fake news. It's the e it's a cop-out. It's easy. And so I think you see some people buying into that. Um, I don't think ultimately it's going to work unless they just go full-on censorship. But um, obviously this is a ploy to come after alt media. And, you know, we'll see what happens from it. But Clearly, it's um, desperate. It's to me, it's a desperate tactic. It's, uh, but I don't know if they can just continue to bury the data. No, I, de I definitely think that it's it's such a scapegoat for people that, like you said, that was a great way to put it too, Tim. That it's it's a it's a a way for people that don't want to embrace the facts to just quickly call it something a fake news. It's it's over, right? And they're they're when you when you really take a step back and and analyze what they're doing, that that is exactly what they're making fun of or pointing out about alternative media they're claiming are doing, right? That they're just dismiss, you know, just quickly jumping over things, not addressing the facts. It's just so contradictory. We've seen so many, so much, so much contradiction following this election that it's just baffling. And, and one one important point to, to address is that, you know, yes, we pointed out the election during the election, mainstream media was caught lying from top to bottom the entire time. But what we need to address is that there have been multiple stories in the past and just recently where the mainstream media is not only caught lying, but doing exactly what they're calling out alternative media for doing. And, you know, and first, yes, there are some alternative media outlets out there 
that jump to conclusions or that just flat out lie. But that's, that's the way the internet works. It's, it's, it's free speech. People are going to do that. But what we're seeing in mainstream media today is that they're literally doing the same thing that they're trying to accuse the alternative media of doing. And I got, it's a perfect example that was just in the news. Uh, for instance, Trump tweeted recently that their, the, the new Boeing Air Force One plane that they were going to be using was going to cost $4 billion. And so he said, cancel order, right? I don't know if he was joking or what, but then people flipped out because oh, Boeing stock dropped because of it. And then everyone against Trump was coming out with tweets saying that according to Boeing, it's only costing $176 million. And that's, a, that's an obvious fake number. And once you break it down even slightly, you see that the number 176 million is only these research costs for the entire project. And that it will actually end up costing around $4 billion. And one of the articles that even called him a liar at the very end addresses that. And many people are saying that they added that after the fact. That, well, once you break it down, he is actually pretty close, about $4 billion. And so what happens when the story went out, Every single media, and I mean literally every single media outlet picked it up and ran with it. Boom, boom, boom. Trump was mistaken. 176 million all the way down the line. Now that is basic research. This is mainstream media. And this is exactly what they're talking about the alternative media doing is just throwing something out to the people without fully doing their due diligence. It's just absurd. I mean, that's one example that just happened. You know, surface level research will show you hundreds of them in the last so many years. What about the Iraq war? the weapons of mass destruction that killed millions of people. What about the Vietnam War? What about all these wars that have killed so many people, all these terrorist attacks, so um, or all these uh, bombings that we've done that haven't been covered or have been obfuscated? What about all the false flags that were never discussed? I mean, look, the mainstream media has covered up murder over and over and over. I mean, you've got to call it for what it is. And I'm sick of like this, like, you know, oh, no, they, the fake media or the alternative media lied about this. First off, there are satire sh sites out there. Everyone knows this. I mean, we've been in the alternative media game for a little bit now. Uh, everyone knows there's satire uh, sites out there. You have to you have to weed through them. There aren't that many. Really, there really aren't that many. And the ones that are, are you know, somewhat obvious, to, to be honest. Yeah, every once in a while, something slips through. But. That's just part of that's just part of intelligence and information in this day and age. There's certain things that are going to get out a little, and they have to get fact checked. In fact, the forums uh, that are investigating a lot of these things are some of the best fact checking things I've seen because people fact check each other back and forth, and things usually get uh, disproven or proven fairly quickly because you've got many many people looking at the situation. So this is this all part of their ploy. They want to, there is some satire sites. They want to lump everything else in there along with what they're calling. Basically, they're lumping everything into false news, which there are some, but very few. They're lumping it all into Russian propaganda. This is like Cold War 2.0. You know how that turned out. And they're lumping everything into the alt-right. And in my opinion, this whole white supremacist part of the alt-right, I don't even say it's part of it. But that to me, that's probably a psyop. That's probably um, something used to make everyone like they're lumping conspiracy theorists in there lumping independent thinkers liberty-minded people i don't never even use the term alt-right but they would label me alt-right uh, i've never used that term to define myself i don't even like that term um, but they're lumping everything in there because that's all they got uh, that's all they can do and so you see that and so yeah it's you know it's a, it's it's a chess move right now and it's it's it, and i describe it like 
we're fighting over the minds of the unawakened. We have the alternative media, the mainstream media, which are small percentage of people who are hardcore into it. And then you've got all the people who aren't, that are just kind of, we're fighting over their minds. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But the censorship thing is a, good, is a real thing. Um, they're really coming, especially with this Pizzagate investigation going on, which we'll get into later. But they're trying hard to clamp down and censor this as if it's some national epidemic. It wasn't a national epidemic when Bernie Sanders lost, not that I'm a Sanders fan, but that he lost to Hillary because they totally rigged it. Uh, but oh, that was fake news was never a problem then. It's only now where where they're not getting their way and they're the, all their dark secrets are coming to the surface. Then of course they want to censor that. But hopefully people are wise not to pay attention and listen and to fall for that and, and also to start waking up your friends and family. Right. Yeah. I think what's a funny point you made there, which is that you know we don't self-identify as alt right. Right. So couldn't that be classified as hate speech that they're calling us alt-right? Defamation. To, not to belittle the, the social justice warriors, but it's that's exactly what they do is that, you know, we don't self-identify as that. And they're calling us that. It's essentially hate speech is what they're calling out everyone else for. But, you know, one of the things I think is the most dangerous aspect of this entire fake news propaganda is, you know, for, like, for instance, talking about Pizzagate. And this is a story that we've talked about multiple times. And it is the epicenter of this whole fake news scandal and it's it's just so ridiculous that, that what they're doing is is giving people an outlet to simply say i don't have to look at the facts i've been told this is fake news so it's fake news and they just they just brush it away and and what's dangerous about that is that is that what they're they're casting everyone that even talks about pizzagate as this new you know conspiracy theorist 2.0 today it's like this brand new branch of it but all any any real investigator in this story any citizen investigator that's real that's that genuinely wants to bring truth and justice to this story is simply calling for an investigation by authorities we're not saying this is proof we're not saying this is someone needs to be arrested we're saying based on this just these troves of of circumstantial evidence we feel that it should be investigated and it should i mean and it, what, what you'll hear is that people call it out well there's no there's no statements from from there's no testimonies from people who were you know, the victims of the story or parents or anything. And the clear, the rebuttal to that is those kind of things come from investigation. And so until we get this further investigation, those things won't pop up. And anyone that tries to stand up and say something is going to get shut down because it's fake news. It's this, this circle of, of, you know, backward logic. And, it, you know, it's, it's just, it's outrageous. And this fake news thing needs to be put to bed. And this Pizzagate story at least needs to be addressed. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think on the Pizzagate as addresses to fake news, Tim? I, I've still, as David Seaman said in his last video, um, I props to him for really getting this out into the forefront, especially him being a mainstream journalist at Huffington Post, not a right-wing organization, because uh, they think everything, all Pizzagate is a right-wing conspiracy. But I still have not seen a single person disprove Pizzagate. I've not seen a single um, mainstream article uh, someone inside the government, invest, uh, intelligence, FBI. I've never, I have not seen anyone disprove Pizzagate. When you look at these mainstream articles about Pizzagate saying it's false, it's false, they never ever tell you anything about any of the research that's been conducted. So, how can you do a fact check when you don't even go, you don't even look into any of the evidence that's being presented? Uh, this is what makes it so obvious to me. 
they're all, it's so funny how they do it. You see these reports, like, they always say, oh, yeah, it's false. It's, it's totally false. But they never explain why. They never explain the theory. They never explain zero evidence. So to me, this because they can't. They can't. Because if they do, people will be like, whoa, man, that's really weird. And then you'll see, do that about a hundred times after you look into this. Like, wow, that's weird. That's weird. How many weird coincidence, coincidences do you need before you're like, okay, like you said, this needs to be thoroughly investigated. We're not, I don't, I don't advise people go, you know, visit the shop or, 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 or go, you know, like that whole incident with the shooter, which I believe was a total false flag. Um, you know, it's, I don't advise people to go that route, but we need us. We need the, a serious investigation going on. That's all people are asking for. But you know, the problem is you have so many compromised people. The same people who are supposed to be investigating are covering it up and involved. A lot of them, not all. And I think that it's more the higher ups in these positions are compromised and they're preventing a lot of the serious patriots from, from, uh, talking about it or investigating it. Although it's going to be very interesting to see when Trump gets into office, whether he's going to go after it, because I've been hearing a lot of things. I mean, you got the guy, his, his pretty much chief strategist, Steve Bannon, who was, is, was basically running Breitbart. And it seems pretty clear that Breitbart knew about this and was tweeting about it and then died of a weird, mysterious heart attack, you know, a little bit afterwards. So it, you know, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen on that front. Yeah, I, I think I think it's very important to address the the possibility that that the entire Pizzagate story is a psyop or is is made up or completely off base. I mean, what's important? What's something that the mainstream media will never will never say that any of the alternative media will admit that, and that mo any real serious investigator in the story will openly say that. I mean, we don't know anything for certain. We don't know what's really happening yet. We're trying to get the authorities to run with this investigation because they're refusing to. But it's very possible that this is either a psyop created by the government to do exactly what they're doing with fake news to disprove us all, or it's also very possible that, that this is all circumstantial and we've connected dots that aren't there. And that's very possible. But that doesn't mean it doesn't warrant an investigation. And that this is what detectives do in investigations they they thoroughly research the evidence they decide if the circumstantial evidence will lead to actual hardcore proof and and they're just refusing to do that i mean and but but just so every, it's it's stated openly no one is saying this is definitive proof of anything we're saying it needs to be investigated and that it's very possibly a psyop and, and that that has to be openly stated but the idea of the shooter it, it needs to i mean no one is advocating that people go in with guns and, and start shooting up pizza places. I mean, it's absurd. And for that to be lumped into the entire investigation is also absurd. And they're doing that intentionally. The shooter is one man who made a ridiculous decision to do something stupid. Whether he could be investigating JFK for all we carry, he went in with a gun and did something he shouldn't have. No one advocates violence in this story. The violence is coming from, the, the possible violence, I should say, is coming from this story. That's why it needs to be investigated. But that, that whole shooter scenario needs to be cast off the table and it shouldn't be, a, a, an example of anything that's going on in this investigation, like Tim said, it, it's pretty clearly something going on there. I mean, it, it could be a psyop, a false flag. I mean, the guy has been shown to be on IMDb like every one of these ends up being. Um, there, there was even an addition added later in his IMDb page just after the shooting that put in something about the shooting as a movie. Very not fishy to, stuff. Not to mention his dad was connected to the Clinton Foundation. Not to mention that he... Uh, 
hit a kid with his car six weeks ago. I mean, imagine the kind of leverage you would have over someone to go try to convince them to do something like this. I'm not saying it's, that's what's the case, that, what, that, that is the case, but there's a lot there suggesting this, especially with his dad, with the Clinton connection, and the fact that he probably had to do something to get this off of his record. And I wanted to address the PSYOP thing for a minute, um, if I will. And I know you were just entertaining the thought. We talked about this before. Um, but in my personal opinion, um, to me, this is definitely, this is, I, I can entertain, I entertain, the, I've entertained that possibility for, uh, for sure. Um, you have some people in the alt media talking about, oh, it's a PSYOP. In my personal opinion, I don't believe that's the case. Why would they divulge their biggest secret um, w when they don't need to? I think they're, this is a, def they're, they're trying to co-opt the Pizzagate investigation through psychological operations. I definitely agree with that. I definitely see that. But the fact that they would they would plan this out all along as an offensive move, like it was all from the beginning, like they planted all the, all that, to me, and I totally disagree. I totally, well, I don't disagree. I think you would agree with that. But I totally don't believe that. Um, I think that that's like, to me, that's like saying that they are, gods and that they plan can they're all perfect in their moves and they're all powerful and and they can plan these like there's so many things that would have to be planted i just i don't i don't think of them as that capable of, of, of pulling something that massive off yeah the, yeah i mean if, if we don't get enough people on our side they're going to clamp down on this as fake news and they might even succeed in that but that doesn't mean we stop covering it because it's it does seem to be something there. And so we can't pick and choose what we cover, even if there's consequences involved with this. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people are using this PSYOP narrative so they don't have to cover it. So then they can just continue on with their merry way doing what they do. I mean, if you have this as your business and whatnot, then, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not justifying that, but I could see how you might think that. And so I think this whole PSYOP thing to me is, is dangerous because it's basically giving people an excuse not to cover it and, and basically thinking everything is a psyop. And to me, that's playing a victim card. It's like, oh, they're all powerful and all perfect in their moves. And, and, and I can entertain it. Don't, I'm not trying to say I can't entertain it, but I, to me per personally, I'm, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like at the end of the day, it's all speculation. You know what I mean? And, and what you said is very possible. It, you know, the, the, the fact that it, that it was a psyop as possible. The fact that it nobody was involved and we're just making something out of nothing is also possible. But at the end of the day, there's clearly circumstantial evidence that needs to be investigated, and that's the bottom line. And, you know, and for anyone to say anything other than that is is jumping the gun. And you know, we just need people to investigate this further because there it warrants that. And you know, at the end, outside of that, it's all speculation. And so you know, we we just we have to hope that people in the right places will. All it takes is one. Someone needs to stand up and say that this has this warrants an investigation. And we're going to move forward, but we'll see if that actually takes place. But uh, there's there's some interesting uh, dynamics going on when it comes to global news as well that is alarming to say the least. And you know, basically, we've seen this war on terror escalate for how you know decades. And at the end of the day, it's quite clear that this is kind of a facade for for deeper political things and and it's i mean that's that's all all but understood now by most people no one really truly thinks we're out there spreading democracy anymore and and that's that's almost kind of shocking to think that we're aware of that yet that's still their that's still their their story but recently with in somalia we essentially just added somalia to our war on terror and why that's alarming first of all is that we have no right to be in that country in any regard 
and and we're using we're there under the premise of the the of the 911 legislation essentially and we're we're using a piece of legislation that was grounded on this 911 attack and essentially repurposing it for you know close air support and regional security in the area and and i mean to me that's that's very disturbing when you really think about it what i'm saying essentially is that this legislation had nothing to do with what's going on in somalia but now we're just repurposing it for this and and just continuing on with this war on terror I mean, the, the, the whole idea of the Patriot Act was supposed to be temporary, and we continue to, con- we just goes on and on and on. I mean, that's, to me, that, is, that speaks volumes about what we're actually doing internationally. What do you think on that, Tim? Well, from my understanding, I, I thought we already were bombing Somalia to some degree. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me in the least. But and also, Africa is going to be the new kind of Middle East, in my opinion, it's going to become the new kind of war ground uh, because I've written about this before, about Africa, the new Africa mission over there. Uh, there's an article on The Lost American Vagabond. Uh, maybe we'll try to link it in the show notes if you want to learn a lot more about Africa and what's how why Africa is the way it is and what's really going on there now. Um, you know, you had like similar uh, mercenary groups like Boko Haram uh, over in those regions. So. Africa's got a ton of resources. Uh, we already saw those in Libya. Uh, we've been, you know, we've had different things in like Tunisia and been somewhat involved in Egypt. Um, so to me, this is they're, they're, the Congo as well. So they're, they're definitely trying to get strangleholds in, in Africa. And the, the thing is that China already has a lot of strangleholds in Africa too. There's kind of a battle going on over influence in Africa, especially because the capitalist system that we have relies heavily on uh, cheap resources, especially for the West to be rich. It relies on cheap uh, resources over there. And we benefit so much because we take them for basically nothing and then we refine them, which is where all the money's made. And so to me, it's probably just them they want a stranglehold over there. They're using, as they always do, they loosely word bills, and then they use these to to as cover to go into these places. So to me, it's just another one of those incidents where they're, and and Somalia is a place where it's like I don't even know if they have a real functioning government, uh, and so there's not exactly a probably a huge resistance there. So it's kind of an easier mission, I would assume than some other places that have stronger militaries and stronger backbone to protect themselves. So again, this would probably be an easier stranglehold to set up shop. This could be a place where they could be breeding Boko Haram and, and these terrorist type, these mercenary terrorist groups to then go into other regions. I think you're going to see similar to like Al-Qaeda and ISIS going around the Middle East. You're going to see a new kind of boogeyman group like Boko Haram or maybe they'll invent a new one as they always do to then start terrorizing Africa justifying bringing freedom to that place and so just watch out for that I've already been speculating about that it's definitely already kind of happening it doesn't get the news attention and it does like ISIS and that stuff does but that is the new that's the new kind of battleground as well there's so many resources there especially in the Congo just everything and they've already been fighting over the congo and influencing the congo for a long time so many assassinated leaders in africa so this is just a new battleground for that um so hopefully though that will change i I think people are starting to become aware of that but 
hopefully that you know just be aware of that you might start seeing that more in the headlines as you move forward but it depends on what trump's going to do with his foreign policy I, i'm not sure he's as big of a war hawk as people as as certain people think um he's already de-escalating some stuff with russia uh i've uh, in some other areas so that is somewhat encouraging at least yeah, I mean, and I think we're all we're already kind of seeing what you were talking about as far as, you know, at least Obama and, and what's going on with foreign policy as far as essentially creating new forms of Al Qaeda to justify these movements. And it's it's, you know, that in itself is, is kind of ridiculous, but especially knowing where these things started and how they were funded to start with, you know. But I mean, what's interesting to think about is is the, you know, West General Wesley Clark's famous discussion about how we were going to topple seven countries. And, and that's leading exactly into what's going on right now. Somalia was one, and the very last one will be Iran. And and that's it literally have gone right down the list. And, you know, with Iran on the end of the list, I mean, we've seen everything heating up with Iran too. So it's it really makes sense. And for someone like him with such stature to say this so long ago and to see it play out exactly like he said, that has to be given, that has to be given credence. We have to look at that and say that was genuine and know that there is a bigger plan that we're not fully understanding. Definitely. I, I have. I think I did see, don't call me on this, but I'm pretty sure I saw a headline of Trump wanting to let go of the regime change they're trying to do in Iran. Uh, and so I, I'd have to look into that again. But um, I, I have been a little bit encouraged, at least on the foreign policy front um, so far of some of the things he's done. But it's all about action. So we'll wait and see. All right. Well, on that note, let's roll into some Trump news. All right, nothing but Trump in the news these days because he is the president-elect. But it's, it's very interesting. The first thing that just popped up that I saw just recently, I believe I actually saw this this morning, Trump will now be named Time's Man of the Year. What do you think about that? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, he is probably him or Julian Assange. I would go with Julian Assange, but uh, he is very... Or, to me, it's between him, Julian Assange, and Putin. But it is very... Um, he is one of the most polarizing figures in his role moving into this new kind of, I really think of it as a new kind of age with all independent media. Uh, well, sorry, fake news. Um, and <laughs> this new age where he's going to be one, it's going to be extremely important in that position. So I, I can see, just see maybe why he would get it. I mean, in the end of the day, it's just, some, it's one magazine giving away some award. And, you know, I'm not, fa I, I, I think as you awaken more awards are like, you know, oh, he, oh, this group picked him to get a Grammy. Like, like that's not the arbitrator of who the best artist is or who the time person of the year is. It's just some magazine. You know, it's like, I, I think they, they want us to think that this, that they are, they, they have the, they, they are the, the, the people who should tell us who the most important person is or, or, or this. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of jaded on awards myself. Uh, I think this. I think that's natural. Once you awaken more, you 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 decide yourself who the most, you know, important person is or this. But I could see why they wanted to give it to him uh, personally. That is so. That's so true. When you really think about it, I mean, you know, what gives them the right to tell us what we think about who's most important? You know, it's. But you know, I I honestly think that the idea behind that is to incite more divide. You know what I mean? More division, I should say, because they, you know, if you're going to name Trump the man of the year. You know, you got a half the country that's going to freak out about that, you know, especially with everything that's going on right now. And 
it could be intentional, but I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I'd pick Trump to be my man, the, the man of the year, but it, you know, and again, like you said, does it even really matter? Probably not. You know, it's just an arbitrary name that someone gives, but it's still interesting. Nonetheless, to see where people are trying to continue to poke the bear or get things to happen, you know? I mean, when we really break it down, Time Magazine and all these different outlets, they're all connected. It's all part of mainstream media, and they all have propaganda agendas that, that I mean, to, serve, to serve the state, you know? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure uh, Hitler won per, per Time Person of the Year before. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, go, fact that go fact check that for yourself, but I'm pretty sure he did win that at one point. But maybe I'm wrong nice. on that. <laughs> well, we'll leave you to draw parallels from that yourself. <laughs> Well, another interesting thing about Trump just recently that I found out is apparently, and this is pretty big because it says a lot, it speaks a lot to how important he thinks this is presidency is and the, the country is. He decided to essentially leave his company behind, at least for the time being, which is a big point because during the, during the election, he was very, he was very, you know, hard. He's he very strong about the idea that he was going to stay with his company and rather just let the blind trust go to his family. And he was, he was, you know, it's important to him. He, he built this business and he believes in it, but for him now to stand back and say that he's going to forego connection to the company and, and focus. And he even was quoted in saying that it's because he feels that that's how important America is to him or something like that. Not, not just paraphrasing, but that's, I think that's a pretty interesting tell. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think it's naive to think he's not going to, be involved behind the scenes anyone would be i mean i mean as long as as long as he's doing i mean in my opinion if you're doing well for the country and you're not mixing the interests fine i know that's hard not to but if you built a company for so long and then you and you and you and you ha are become president i i find it hard to believe that anyone would not have slightly back channels where you're a little bit involved uh, my guess is his kids are going to help run it so to, there's going to be some back channels and involvement. And I think that would happen with anyone. Um, if I built a huge company, um, obviously, as long as you're patriotic to the, the interests of the country, I mean, I, you should separate it and not be technically involved, but there's always going to be some type of back channels. Uh, I, I think it's unavoidable, in my opinion. Um, but as long as you're not mixing those and you're always putting the country at fir first, you know, I think that is you know all you can really i mean that's all i'm really hoping for i guess in terms of that uh, i don't think anyone was going to just completely just not have any say in anything of something you've built for 30 40 50 years um i don't know what do you think about that i sir i definitely think that he will not completely sever his ties i mean he won't i mean he won't either way because i believe he plans to go back to it after the fact but for him to sever even his ties while he's running the country is, I think that's a pretty, a pretty good sign. But what's interesting is that legally he doesn't need to give up his, his businesses. It's it, the law, the, the laws that are put in place don't apply to the president or the vice president, which most people don't know. Technically he's allowed to conduct his businesses while he's running the country. And it, even with the conflict of interest, it's not illegal. It's just very greatly frowned upon. So that's interesting, right? So even, even though he just said this, he may still just say, screw it. I'm going to run it anyway. Nobody could say otherwise. They'd be unhappy about it, but it's within the law. So that, that's very interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, for me personally, I'm just speaking for myself. As long as you're running the country with your best interests, um, you know, I, I don't have a huge problem with you doing your business. As long as you're not like giving all the contracts to your business or unfairly giving everything to your business, um, 
but that's my own personal opinion. I, I guess it's just there's big problems. There's bigger problems for me of solving. And so I want those to be addressed. And, and if you if you're still running your business a little fine, so be it. As long as you're putting the you know, the country well above and first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's I think what's important about that is, you know, that what what it, allowing it then then means that we have to enforce, right? There's got to be somebody that's checking to make sure it's not happening. And, you know, especially with how much people get away with today, with the business and, and the power, the size of Donald Trump. I mean, entire entire global political moves could influence the, the profit of his business. And I mean, that's that's a huge deal. So, I mean, honestly, I see the logic behind not having a business connection while you're president. But, you know, I, I agree. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think it's, with all that's going on, it's, it's on the lesser end of the spectrum, but still relevant, right? So I think the fact that he is attempting to forego it is a good sign. So we'll see where he goes from there. But what's interesting is, is you know, an interesting dynamic that's coming into play here when we know that we're getting to the inauguration and the electoral college putting their votes out is that if, if there's, with all the stuff going on with the, you know, liberals out there trying to create divide and stop the you know, electors from voting for Trump, and they're, they're essentially trying to stop this election from happening for Trump, is that if enough delay goes in and enough of the recounts and all these problems, or even if the electors just don't, just choose not to vote or there's a, there's a split, it's going to go to Congress, right? And then Congress is going to pick the president. And in that moment, they could essentially pick anybody. They don't have to pick Clinton or Trump. Right. But it's very interesting just to think about that. It, it is it's predominantly Republican. So you'd think you'd like to think they're going to pick a Republican candidate. But will it be Trump? Who knows? I mean, what do you think will happen if it goes that far, Tim? Oh, I think shit will hit the fan if, it, if, if, if Hillary's elected and, and assuming what we know through Pizzagate investigation. Oh, man, I, I do not see it going well at all. I, I think you're going to see. Utter, I think you see chaos. I think I think you would honestly see some red states secede. Personally, um, I don't even know if I'd feel comfortable in us. It's not that I have anything against liberal. I just don't know if I'd feel comfortable in a, because I'm just not. A, after what you find out, if you believe in the Pizzagate investigation, I mean, how can I mean that's like a coup to me. That's a criminal coup that went on then. That after she is elected president, uh, after all this, and. I don't know, like, what, what do you, in that situation, that's almost like, a, yeah, like a coup going on. You have to stand up and do something at that point. You can't, what do you just sit there, sit back and let it happen? I mean, what do you, 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 you that's like, it's almost like, a, I hate to say it, it's not an act of war, but it's a, it's a direct threat to the whole country. And, and so, and I think many people, even though many people not, might not understand all the other, the, the deeper things into the Clinton Foundation and that, uh, the fact that she came in and is now, uh, president i mean that's that's very serious in my opinion that's very very serious and i don't, that will not be taken lightly even because there's lots of people who don't even know about all the other research but they do not like clinton um they don't even understand the depth of why they shouldn't but that uh, you're gonna see maybe um i, I don't think it'll be an, a civil war like before but there's gonna be a, a big divide in the country and maybe even secession by states i really think you might actually see that and i mean i don't even blame them at that point what do you do at that point that's 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 like basically someone just hijacked the country you have potentially satanic pedophiles hijacking the country i mean this is like a like you can't stand for that 
I think I think it's important to say too, though, that this is not a strictly liberal Democrat Republican story. I mean, no. Pizzagate, Pizzagate, if if genuine, is is you know it goes it goes beyond political parties. But I think there are two points that are important to state about the about the congressional discussion is is that one, it doesn't necessarily mean that Clinton will be elected if Trump's not right. I mean, it's it's interesting that Congress in that situation could elect anyone. It's it's their decision, right? And that's very interesting. And then the second one is is that essentially, you know, I mean, it's 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 very interesting. I mean, when you when you break down what could potentially happen, is you know, they they will they will choose who they decide, and it will be legal, right? So secondly, it's it's it will be a legal process, which it's it, it it I mean, it could be considered a coup in the regard that all of the all of the actions that have been taken by the, by Democrats following the election are what caused this situation to come about. But the situation itself is within the law. You know, if, if it goes to this point, then it goes to Congress and then they pick the president. And if they chose to pick Hillary Clinton, that would be legal. And it would be exactly the way the founding fathers designed this to happen. Or actually, I, I don't want to misspeak. I don't know if that stems all the way back to the founding fathers. But the point is, it's, 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 it's constitutionally legal. And so, I mean, so they would, I agree with you. It would cause chaos. I mean, I mean but just as much I think it's happening now, right? The Trump-Clinton divide would exist either way. What do you think? I mean, legal and what's what's legal and what's right are, it could be two different things. So, and so I, to me, I don't care if it was legal. But to me, it's what's right and what's morally right. Um, the, to me, there's something bigger than the legal system. Is just a it's a system we we create. And and if we and I would love a good legal. I don't mind a a moral legal system, but that is an immoral act in my opinion. And any immoral act to me is 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 a coup. Uh, and so I don't think that should stand. And I, I think people should, that's where you have to do something about it. You got to stand up and do something about it. I, I, I don't, I can't fly. I mean, 100, we've been so pacified by so many things like distractions, comfort zones, um, all these different things we're distracted by. I've been so pacified, the food we eat, the air we breathe potentially. I mean, we're so pacified. This 100, 200 years ago, people would be up in the streets. People would be knocking on doors. And I'm not advocating violence, but you, you got to stand up. You got this self-defense. Okay? You got, you, you can't, we've been so pacified that we don't even, like, uh, someone else will deal with it. Oh, you know, uh, uh, I'm just going to sit in and, and play my video games. Or, uh, I'm just going to watch football. That, you can't, that's, you got to stop that mentality. All right. I, I just I firmly believe that I'm very passionate about that because we just got to stand up and do something. I mean, if that especially if something like that happens, I don't think that's going to happen. But I mean, you could even see that maybe elect a Bernie Sanders. Now, that would be. I don't even that would be so weird because you'd have people hardcore on the other side for Bernie and then you have people on the other side hardcore for Trump. I mean, I don't even know what would happen and that would happen. Because he technically, I think, he never dropped his name out of the race. And so it's, I think that's technically a possibility that he could uh, become president, too. That would be intense. Um, you'd have an ultimate yeah. divide at that point. I mean, at least with Clinton, you have a lot of people who don't really like Clinton, even on the left. And But with Sanders, people love Sanders. I mean, I don't even know what would happen in that situation. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what's interesting, though, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that was in the race either. It, it could be anyone that they choose to pick, you know, that the, the Congress could choose. But just for sake of conversation and to preface, I want to say that I do not want Hillary Clinton to be our president. That scares the shit out of me. But for the sake of conversation, wouldn't you couldn't you make the argument 
that that calling that immoral and and not standing behind it is exactly what they're doing now t to the other side, right? I mean, and then second question would be why why would you feel that that is immoral, right? And again, I I definitely am on the side that I don't want Clinton president, but just just to hash this out as far as discussion goes, what do you think? Why would you consider that immoral for Congress to elect Clinton in that circumstance? I mean, I'm going off what I researched about Pizzagate and what her Clinton, what the foundation is. Sorry, just, just, to, just interject, just to, to Pizzagate aside, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I don't, aside, I don't know. just based on, on the Congress choosing one or the other within the law, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like that's kind of, in a way, exactly what they're doing now, objecting to, to Trump being in the office just because they don't want Trump. Right, it, it's within the law, and again, more I I couldn't agree more. Moral and right are two completely different things, and moral should be where we base our decisions. However, right now, it's the law. The law has to take precedent, especially in the same case with them. You know. So, what do you think? What, what What's your opinion on that? I mean, to me, I know I I can't. If it was a moral person going in, I wouldn't have as big of a problem with it. Um, but to me, I. I I know you said pizza gates. I can't put it aside. It's it's too it's, it's so disgusting that I cannot put it aside. It, it, it I can't have someone like why how we can't have someone like that if that is true. And so if someone morally was coming in, I might not have a big deal with it. I'll be honest. Uh, if someone good was really coming in, um, but I I can't put that aside. It's just to me it's too big. It's 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 it, it, it's too much. It, it, we're basically being run by pure evil, if that is true. And I, I know you said don't put that aside, but I, I, I just I can't. It's 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 just mm -hmm. what's what the with the allegations involved in this. This is some of the sickest, darkest stuff. Um, I, I can't put that aside. That that's going to be the leader of our country. To me, that's a that that can't stand. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I, I, you can't disagree with that. Um, you know, but it's also important to say just a, just a note on that is that Clinton herself has not necessarily been implicated in any of this research. And that's something that the mainstream media will continue to, to do or to say, to cast disbelief on the whole thing. Clinton's advice, Clinton's advisors were connected through email. Clinton herself outside of associating with Jerry Epstein and things like that, have not impl imp implicated. Oh, definitely. I'm just saying that for her name to be, you know, what they'll do in the mainstream media is say, the story is Hillary Clinton's abducting children in a pizza joint and just to make it sound ridiculous. And that's not necessarily the case, but I, I, I think it's hard to disagree with what you're saying, Tim. I, I definitely think that, you know, it, to see that happen, it would feel wrong. And I think everybody can agree with that, but let's, let's roll into some of Trump's uh, appointments because that, I think that's very relevant with what's going on and, and really gives us a more insight into where he's going in, in, in his pick so far. Um, I mean, just recently I saw that he picked uh, KT McFarland to be his, his uh, deputy national security advisor. And what's interesting is that she called WikiLeaks a terrorist organization. So that's interesting. What do you think on her? To be honest, I, I'm not gonna, I can't speak completely on all these appointments. I, don't, I haven't researched thoroughly each one. Um, I've been so boggled down with whether he's going to get in and what he's going to do about the current investigation going on. Um, so I've been so boggled down with that that I haven't got to pick apart each single person. Um, I've just been really intrigued with his national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Uh, he's had some very interesting tweets. Basically, you know, a national security advisor like this saying, he said, you decide. 
NYPD blows whistle on new Hillary emails, money laundering, sex crimes with children, etc. Must read. And then his son writes, until Pizzagate proven to be false, it'll remain a story. The left seems to forget the Podesta emails and many coincidences tied to it. So in my opinion, they know about this for sure. Uh, and then you look at Andrew Breitbart's tweets and you look at Steve Bannon, ch Trump's chief strategist. My thing is, I mean, to me, this, this whole thing is at the heart of all the corruption that goes on. It's the heart. It's the epicenter. And I'm worried about stamping that out. If I think if we could stamp that out, we really can think about real actual change, like, like big time change. And so I'm really wondering whether, and you've seen a massive campaign against Steve Bannon and Michael Flynn in particular. Those are the two the media is going hard after. And these are the two people most connected to that um, in terms of people who would know about that stuff going on. And so I'm extremely interested to see what's going to happen with that. I've heard a lot of rumors about Trump basically being his dad being in the FBI, old school FBI, him uh, tra training, basically Trump being trained up through that, maybe being in the old school FBI himself and then trying to come in and, and take over because you couldn't just take over overtly. You've got to come in slightly play, play it like you're one of them and then take over from the inside once you're in. And so that's, I guess that's been my main focus right now. And I know he's been pointing some insiders here and there. And I'm not, like, if Trump goes full establishment, I'm going to be the first to call him out. And I've, I've made many memes for our website uh, calling him out. So it's not like I'm, you know, some, I'm like hardcore on the Trump train. But if, 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 he, if you were to come in and do something like this, because you got to understand, there's so many compromised positions. You can't just overtly do it. You have to slither your way in there and, and stamp it out from the inside beneath the surface. You wouldn't do it out in the open necessarily so right away. And so, so if you had some insiders that did see what went on and they want to change, it wouldn't be a bad thing. So maybe some of those insiders are people that want to bring about change. And this could be totally false. This could just be, he could just be one of the same. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going either way. I'm going to wait and see. But um, so that's kind of my take, at least on the whole Trump situation right now. I'm actually leaning a little bit towards maybe him being slightly legit. And I never would have thought I would say that. But the more I see this, the more connections I see to some of the better things he's doing. Um, I'm starting to really want, I'm starting to think maybe he might be potentially legit. I don't know. Um, and I'm not going to hold my breath and I'll be the first to call him out if he doesn't. But uh, it's really starting to make me wonder because this is a this is an intricate chess game, and you you can't just be so overt with, especially when you don't have power yet. He's not even in office yet. So if you were just like, oh, I'm going to throw him in jail, and they're doing this, well, you don't have enough. Like, you, I don't know if you, like you, they could pull a PR campaign and call you crazy and not even let you in, because uh, there's enough people who aren't awoke yet enough, and you could easily sway them and give you the cover to do that. Or so, Obama sneaks in with a pardon right afterward, right? <laughs> right. It's a very delicate game, and you got to be. And, and so, if it was going on, you have to be very, very careful. And I find those tweets by the Flynn's very interesting and, and somewhat encouraging, to be honest, that they're actually calling this out a little bit. And these are this isn't just some random researcher or whatever. Uh, this is these people. This is the national. This is a, actually one of the most decorated. This is a very decorated war veteran. This guy. This guy served a lot of big time. A lot of time. 
uh, in the military. Uh, one of the actually the one of the actually a national security fighter who actually has spent a lot of time uh, on the battlefront and stuff. So very interesting. And then that's why you see the media going crazy about oh he's peddling fake news, he's peddling conspiracy theories. This has been a lot in the news. Same thing with going against Steve Bannon and Breitbart. So that's pretty interesting if you ask me. That's actually really, really interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Right. I mean, it's important to like just take a moment and reflect on what that means. I mean, this is this is the national security advisor for the president-elect. And, and when he becomes the president, this man will be very powerful. I mean, he is now. And he is speaking out about the fact that this story has merit. Not saying it's true, proof, none of those words, but the fact that it has merit and deserves investigation, just like we've been saying. I mean, that's powerful. That's a bombshell. And I hate to use that word, <laughs> you know, but it's that that's huge. I mean, he it, again, it, it's important to address the fact that he's not saying one thing or the other, but that it deserves attention. And, and that's all anyone needs to be saying about it. But it just gets swept under the rug. And like you said in the beginning of the show, Tim, it's they continue to call it fake without truly addressing any of the facts which is exactly what they're accusing alternative media of. Another contradiction added to the list, right? Because uh, they can't address facts because they can't win. They can't win against us by addressing facts. They can only win by smearing us. They know this. We should know this. And and really, we, we, sh we shouldn't stop. And it goes again. It goes against to what's right and what's legal. They're going to, they might make these things illegal. They might make it illegal to spread uh fake news or whatever they want to call it you know what i made a meme about this they're not scared of fake they're not scared of fake news no one's ever been scared of fake news because fake news goes away because it's not true they're scared because the news is becoming too real and when it's too real their 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 secrets are coming out and when their secrets come out their stranglehold on power diminishes and that's why they're really scared is because it's too real right no, definitely. I mean, that's exactly what we're seeing in this Pizzagate story is, you know, it's it's something is there. I mean, this is a real thing. I mean, there's no way this can be disregarded, at least at least before there's a full investigation. Right. I mean, it's a very real concept. I mean, there's so much circumstantial evidence. It blows my mind, but it hasn't been touched. So let's just hope something goes forward with that. It's not just that, too. It's all this other news. It's everything. The Internet, unless they shut down the Internet, all the dirty laundry is coming up. All it's coming up, and it's a good thing, really. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's, it's very scary to see for people. But you gotta hit rock bottom before you start moving up and changing and really start recovering. And until we air all the dirty laundry, we're not gonna really change any. We're not gonna really do a cleansing process and really start the process of change. I think we're on a cusp of maybe a real transformation, but we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to walk right into this dark stuff. And reveal it and deal with it we can't just let it over there oh it'll just go away uh, no it's not going away you got to go confront it and and I, and I think people a lot of people are scared to do that but we're going to see who's the real and who's not uh right. and going forward with all this yeah definitely i mean it's the the censorship aspect is what's so so alarming at this point because it's 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 gotten real very recently i mean the eu just basically gave the an ultimatum to the united states saying that if they don't if they don't censor it within 24 hours, that's not, you know, I mean, and, and then even on the morning Joe, I just saw a clip this morning about, you know, it, it, more than just them too, but mainstream media is outright calling for censorship of the alternative media. Like not, not dancing around the point saying this needs to be taken down. And it's like, I, I, I find it hard to, to, I mean, these are 
you know, journalists, if you want to call them that still, but these are supposedly journalists literally calling for an unconstitutional censorship of media. I mean, that's, it's just wild to me. And, and you know, and go ahead. I said, George Orwell, 1984, the ministry of truth. This is exactly one oh one. This is exactly what it is. It's just happening in real time now. Absolutely. And it's and it's and it's so obvious too. But the problem is that these people that are behind it think they're on the side, the right side of history, right? That they're standing against some kind of, you know, like we're some devious, sinister people out there trying to manipulate you with fake information. And I guarantee there's people like that, but most of them are working for the mainstream media or for the state. You know, people like us. I mean, how does that benefit us? We're out here trying to spread truth at the, at the, you know, at, at our own, uh, you know, our own demise, essentially. I mean, we're being attacked. The websites are being shut down. We're losing money. I mean, this is not a fun thing for us. It's not like we're out here benefiting from spreading fake information. You know, we're trying to inform people and we're being hurt for it. They make it sound like we make all this money from spreading fake news and we love doing it. It's so ridiculous. Anyone who's been in the alt media knows it's, not, it's pretty hard to make money. Uh, it's not easy. They, the deck's stacked against you. No one does this shit for fun. Okay, this is, People do it because they feel a calling to it and they feel it needs to be done. And so this whole nonsense of we just love, we just love trolling first off and we just love uh, we're making a ton of money. Give me a break. And in terms of those people on the, the air, I, 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 I think they know. They know what's going on. They just, they, either they, they are compromised, as in they've got a family and stuff. They can't talk about the other way. They're going to lose their job, um, which I still don't think is enough justification. Um, but, and also, or they're involved themselves. Yeah, there's probably some useful idiots too who think that it's, do buy into it but i i think a lot of them actually do know and they're just they're they're, they're caught in the game and they can't get out for whatever reason that might be certainly and it's i think i think it's pretty obvious at this point when I mean, you can tell you know you can almost i feel like you can almost see it when they're talking about certain things you could see it in their face that they know that they're that they're kind of just brushing over something that deserves more attention right but i mean when it comes to censorship in general I think one of the biggest discussions that needs to be had, especially right now, is is WikiLeaks compromised. What do you think about that? I think yes. Um, I I don't know for sure. Um, anyone who thinks they do, unless you're on the inside, is being I think foolish. Um, well, we've seen no proof of life. We've seen no proof of life, and until we see that, speculation is going to run rampant. Why wouldn't it? Uh, there's no, we've not seen a proof of life in a while, especially since the whole internet got shut down. Um, from what I'm seeing that there was a, something went on in the Ecuadorian embassy at that time. There was something happened. Some people went in, there was some type of either raid or something. And so, I don't know, while the, like, I think there, there, there might've been more Podesta emails that never came out. So, uh, and if you think about the implications of this, I mean, this is real deal, folks. This is like, this is the unveil. This is a massive event going on. That's It's weird. You just go about your daily life, but you don't understand the magnitude of some of this stuff going on. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, I, I don't trust it until I, until I see a proof of life. And I don't think anyone should until that happens. It's not. It wouldn't be that hard for him to do. Um, especially if he was up in the embassy 
that's uh, what's weird is that they're, he might be getting out. So if he, if we see him, I mean, I don't know. It's really weird, but uh, I'll wait and see. But I don't trust it until I see something more legit come from it. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I mean, I, I think at this point, I, there, it's possible that there are reasons that he either couldn't or, or chooses not to give proof of life. That's possible. I mean, who knows? I mean, we we'd only speculate, but it's very odd, and I think worthy of of criticism that he wouldn't do you know anything. I mean, video like we said last episode that the he, people voted for either a video or for a balcony appearance, and they even asked, "What would you prefer?" And then just didn't follow through with it. I mean, that's suspect in itself. That seems very odd. Again, could be reasons for that, but. It, where I'm standing, and it sounds like you too, is that it, up until we get some kind of actual verification, everything is suspect at this point. I, I'm not going to trust anything. And what's what's frustrating to me is that there is there's definitely enough reason to 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 question whether it's legitimate still. But yet a lot of me, alter, alternative media just continued on like nothing happened. I mean, we and even the ones that were calling for proof of life and then it never happened, and then WikiLeaks releases information and they publish it, and it's like I, I mean. That seems like a, a a dangerous path to take, knowing that we're not sure he's even alive still. Or that, I mean, the CIA could be pumping out what they want us to publish, or it could be another arm of this entire fake news psyop. I mean, I, I think that's that's irresponsible. No, I, I definitely agree, and I agree with you. It, there could be some other reason, like because you got to understand this goes deep. There could be. I, I do think there are some um, legit factions with inside the government now that are working. I, I think it's actually working. They're going into overdrive especially with Trump coming into office of trying to flip the script and, and really go after some of these elements. I already see them going after a lot of small level pedophile rings. Um, I think they're setting up the stage to come in after this whole thing. And so maybe he's being housed somewhere and they're making it look like he's been taken or whatever. So you, that, I, I can really entertain that possibility potentially. I don't know. Um, but so I wouldn't, I'm not going to discount that. So, but I don't, but I don't trust him until I figure out what has happened. I don't think trust the official source of WikiLeaks until that happens. That's great advice. I mean, it's, you know, that, that has to be the, the stance until we see more proof is, is, is speculation. You know, we have to, we have to ask ourselves, is this legitimate? And, and until we know for sure, we shouldn't publish the information. I mean, that's, I mean, that seems like pretty clear logic to me. But you know we've covered a lot of a lot of really solid information today, and, and it's 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 information worthy of your further investigation, and that that's what all this comes down to is it's information that you need to know yourself. The only the only real stance that we can take against the government to to stop you know really totalitarian rise is is an educated electorate. The more the more educated we are, the more educated you are, the the more we can hold them accountable. Yeah, Any final words? Yeah, one of my big final words is for people to stop appealing to authority as if they are what's right. They should tell you what's right, what's wrong, what's correct, what's not. Trust yourself to be able to research and learn and understand what's going on yourself. It's not to say don't read all this. I read all types of sources, mainstream, non-mainstream, alternative, way out there stuff, uh, all types of stuff. And then you learn to just weed through that and, and find the picture that seems to be there. Use your own thinking. And as you do it, you get better and better at it. But I'm so tired of people like, oh, Snoop said it. It's not true. Oh, New York Times said it. Oh, all these 
like that's appealing to an authority and that is the logical fallacy in, in and of itself as they are the gatekeepers of truth they know all uh and they have all the best information we know they're lying but this is this is you can look all throughout history this is so clear so stop appealing to authority as, like as if they are what's true and what's not true in reality because it could it's so much it's so much further from the truth why do you think things have gotten the way they are because people are not getting good information because they're being lied to so stop appealing to authority and trust yourself this is what the whole independent media and freedom movement is all about don't be afraid to feel uncomfortable feeling uncomfortable is a sign of change it's a sign of change within doesn't mean it's always right but people don't want to look into new things or i you know for example you're learning a new sport you're learning a new technique you should feel uncomfortable it's something new it's something different you should feel uncomfortable don't let this uncomfortable feeling stop you many people up oh, it's uncomfortable they stop that is the trap you need to feel uncomfortable to, in order to start changing and growing as a person or growing in whatever you're doing yeah great point well said you know i i definitely think that it is important that we forego our emotions our preferences right and anything that we're investigating any of the stuff we talk about it's important that we don't make decisions based on our emotions or our preferences or the way that we want something to happen i mean confirmation bias is a very real thing you know we all do it i mean it's something that everybody does we will research a topic and we will seek out and find things that reinforce what we already believe and and everyone does it but what's important to do is is to just be aware that that's something that can happen and actively go about researching things that counter your own points. I mean, it's, it's the only thing you can do to, to stay honest with yourself because it's very easy to continue to seek out and find the information that makes you believe you're already correct. And, and you know, and even mainstream media, everyone does it. I mean, that's the thing is they're pointing fingers at fake news and all these different alternative media outlets like they're the only ones, but everybody does this. But the alternative media is the only ones out there trying to give you the information that the mainstream media refuses to relay, right? So don't be emotional. Don't, don't seek out your preferences. Find the facts. Stay vigilant. Always follow the change. Be the change.